0: You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. This is the Copacetic Hour. Why, Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just
1: chill? Why don't you just
2: chill? <laughs> yes! This is the Copacetic Hour Copacetic is a term meaning everything is fine, cool, and in excellent order This podcast is an air for open discussion But not for the weak-hearted nor the simple-minded And although we may not always agree We will always exemplify respect But at the same time, nobody And I do mean nobody Is exempt from getting these jokes Everything is copacetic Yes, this is the Copacetic Hour, episode forty. How's everybody doing today? Good, good, good. Yes, good. 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 Good, sir. Good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
3: My name is Tia Taylor, and I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm a singer-songwriter.
2: Facts. My name is Dave, aka DF. Uh I'm also a singer and songwriter. I'm from Muskegon, Michigan.
3: My name is Bree, also known as Songbird, from Detroit, Michigan, and I'm also a singer and songwriter. My name is Keela from Battle Creek.
4: I'm
0: also a singer
4: and songwriter. My name is uh, Ala, I'm an artist. And um, are we saying we're from too? Yeah I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm from Battle Creek. Wait, no, I'm not, I'm from Phoenix. Same thing, how about we put it like that? Battle Creek and
5: Phoenix. There we go, it's so confusing. My name is Octavius, uh, I'm an artist, my re- um, recording name is OTS, songwriter, Battle Creek, Michigan.
6: My name's Denari, I'm a producer, from Detroit, some people call me D-Revival.
2: That's what's up, that's what's up. How did you get the name Allah, like are you Muslim? I'm Hebrew. Hebrew? What and is, I'm not one of these new- What's Hebrew? Others. Explain that.
4: Hebrew is right next to, you could say, people confuse it with Judaism or being a Jew. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Hebrew is the race, not the religion. I
2: was gonna say, yeah.
4: I, I am very much, I've been very much aware of myself for a long time. My great-great-grandmother was Hebrew. You know what I'm saying? I know there's a lot of young black black folk, that's okay, this is okay, coming on now, and they like, oh, y'all not African-American, you Hebrew. You know what I'm saying? Like, you Israelite, you a Hebrew. You know what I'm saying? That's great. <laughs> Do your thing. But I've been known who I was. You know what I'm saying? And I don't look at it as like I'm a new founding thing. I don't look at it like I'm realizing myself like a lot of folks do. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm Hebrew. You know what I'm saying? I was in church. Um, I wanted everything I did next to as close to God as possible because I was wow. very aware that my music is very far away She's from God baby, as far baby, as topics baby. go on a traditional form. So it was the <laughs> best I could do. You know, for my mom, my mom was very like, "Yo, I just wish you would make this type of stuff. And I was like, look, mom, this is the best I could do for you putting God on my music. So hopefully when I get famous one day, people who don't know who Allah is or who, who question who Allah is, my name is going to be like that beacon of saying like, yo, God's next to this. You know what I'm saying? If you are some that doesn't praise God or that doesn't look to God in any situation, there's that name right in your face. Ha ha, nigga, you got to see that shit, period. You know what I'm saying? It's next. It's there, sorry, it ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at my shit.
2: I mean, but I call, I call myself five. I call myself five on this podcast shit. And it wasn't no trying to create no alter ego, just that if my job looked me up and I'm talking crazy on here, they can't just put my name on this bitch. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So check this out, dog. Look, my shit funny as hell. Well, not
5: really. So just real quick, I got my name. All right, boom. My favorite rapper back then, he was trash, right? His name was Silk the Shocker, right? Yeah, I was right? going to say Silk. I know the yeah. story. <laughs> I'm like, damn. He, five, he used to clown him on Facebook, and I feel some type of way. I'm like, <laughs> i love this man. So when I first, first started, it was Octa Shocker. I'm like, it's Octa Shocker. It's Octa Shocker. I'm going to redeem my nigga. Yeah boom after a while a lot of people started chiming in on how trash he was right so i just stopped defending silk the shocker cuz then i listened to another song and i'm like damn maybe he really wasn't as good as i thought he was <laughs> so look the name my name was just too long and i was traveling a lot and so uh i shortened it i just used i kept the ot like the octa shock i kept i shortened it to ots and then i put a dollar sign because the OT stood for like overtime to me, like overtime equals dollar signs. So the OTS, like OTS. Or I or people you say I was out of town a lot. So out of town money. Oh, that
1: makes
3: sense.
5: Yeah. That's, oh, what's up. that's what's
3: that. that. I didn't come up with my own name. Like I used to sing at Western a lot when I was in college and I used to do a lot of um open mics and people just start calling me songbirds. So I just kept it. And then, like, on all my social media handles, I just put Brie Lee Songbird, and it just kind of stuck. And I just, I've never changed ever since then. I was like, all right, this is what they're going to call me. This is what I'm going to call me.
2: That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, mine is kind of new. It's always went by Dave Davis. That's always been my stage name. But So I'm a therapist by trade, and I was trying to distinguish between, I wanted to draw a line between my professional life and my artistry. And so uh, I'm sure anybody that's been that's drove down night like, was it uh thirty one, you ride past D right? And I was I was looking at it like damn my name my, my name has been you know it's Dave, so I just put the dot and so it just turned to D that's that's where df came from. It that's is sad. sweet
3: though. That's it's
2: sweet. Like that too. And then everybody else is using a regularized name, right? Y'all got alter egos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well some but you know what i was just in the studio last night and my producer was like she has a name and i'm like who are you talking about she has a name and he was like whoever is in that booth because when you come out the booth you're tia taylor but when you go in the booth you do you you a whole other little vibe a whole other person oh, yeah. i don't know what her name is i need to give her a name because tia taylor is just like hi guys <laughs> hi But mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty yep. sure this other girl got another name. She got a name. i remember. her. We're going to figure y'all. her name it, out. See? You. Huh? Gonna, I said we're going to figure come. her name it, out. It'll come. She, she real slick. I don't know who she is, but she got a lot of attitude. She got a slick mouth. She's not me, though. I know that. <laughs> so.
2: That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's go ahead and jump right into the first topic. So this episode is going to be about music and being an independent artist. First question that I want to bring up is, what do you love about music? What was the motivation for you having that grind to be an independent artist?
3: Um, For me, it really was, I think songwriting came naturally for me as a child. But as I got older, I started to take it serious because music and art, Just the music and and art aspects of it all is just literally the way I live my life. It's therapeutic for me. It's almost like speaking for me. So um, just the independent artist route was just like, okay, well, I got to monetize off what's natural. That's really what it was for me. It was like, this is what you do every day when you wake up. You write songs effortlessly. You sing songs effortlessly. You might as as well... um, Grind it out and and make this shit pop for yourself, and that's really what it is. That's what it has been. I love music, and I love the work side of it too. Business mixed with my pleasure, and it's just that is that's that's my in and out for it.
2: Facts, facts. Yeah. What about music, like other than you like it being something naturally good? What about music, like when you hear a song or you hear an instrumental? do you get like a warm feeling or like what does it do for you
3: calms me down like i could be in any kind of emotion let just let's just go with the bad emotions i could be sad anxious depressed if i pop my headphones in music simps, simply just kind of like settles me down okay. it's when i when i earlier when i said it was therapeutic that is exactly what it is for me it's therapy okay. music in every form any genre of music as long as i rock with it is that for me it's therapy it's breathing it's fucking meditation um i, I swear there are too many stories for me to even count where i've been angry and i pop my earphones in and it could have been a gospel song whatever it was i could have started singing and i just calm myself down so it's like medicine you know it does make me feel good
2: that's what's up that's what's up yeah
3: I, I probably have to agree with her i feel like what i
0: love about music is the power it has like she said she's therapeutic for her but i feel like the power that it has it can change the mood you can be mad sad it can really shift how you feel people wake up they play music and they set their tone for the day you yeah. feel me but it'll also meet you where you're at too like if you sad, you can put on some music that you can just relate to and just get you through that little time. So I feel like mu- music is a real powerful um, gift and instrument that I don't know. It's kind of unexplainable. Yeah.
3: Um, I know for me, like just music in general, it like music is a mood, like it is a mood. And like, no matter what song you might listen to, it might take you back to a time or remind you of a specific situation or something. It's another way to connect with who you are or experiences that you've had um, in the past or ways that you felt that you'll never forget because of this particular song or how this particular song made you feel. And I know for me growing up, um, I was raised around musicians and singers on my mom's side, so that's literally all I knew. I really didn't have a choice because we were like young babies, like singing in my grandma's kitchen. So it's just like, it also for me, brings that connection of like family and that connection of like love. And I think that's why, I don't know, like they said, it's just so powerful because it just allows you to connect and to feel so many different ways.
2: Yeah. Facts. What about you, OTS? Um, music for me always been therapeutic
5: even since I was younger, uh, uh, my mom was a big hip hop head. So like for me, um, like listening to old songs would put me back in a uh, mood like when I was a kid or uh, it will make me think of a specific time. Like some, like everybody said, uh, but it's, I'm kind of weird now when it comes to music because like I probably listen to the less amount of music I would probably say out of everybody like for some reason I'm like opposite I'm like the opposite now which is weird because I don't wake up to music um I say 90% of the time I'm in the car I don't ride with music like uh I don't blast music during not, uh during like cleaning up the crib or like even when I'm even when I'm drinking like I'll just sit like I need my silence for some
2: reason like why is that then like this huh why is that what do you think the is it because you don't want to be influenced by other people's music? yeah yeah that's what it
5: is it's like a a lot of out a lot of people draw some people pull from everything you know what I mean and a lot of people to me lose originality when they when they start listening to people that they think they like okay the reason why I say think they like is because some people's style change. Like you know what I mean. You you might have heard somebody way back when, like oh he sounded like this. Oh they're singing now. Oh they're doing this now. Oh now he got a rock sound. You know what I mean? Okay. So I don't. I feel like music is so powerful. You could absor- it, Once you absorb it, it can change your mood. It can make you like all these young kids around here. They want to be tough. You know, with all this young boy and all these these younger artists which are great artists, but the people are – it's kind of scary to me how people can get influenced by music. So, I hear that. So, so, I mean, that's pretty much my take on it.
2: I hear that. What about you, Denari?
6: Well, music for me, definitely therapeutic. Um, I grew up playing the drums, playing the piano, you know, so it was always natural for me to, you know, have some type of involvement with music. I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be a producer. You know, uh, I listened to a lot of oldies. You know what I'm saying? That's where a lot of my samples come from. You know, tracks from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, so when I work out, I listen to music. When I go to sleep, I have to listen to music. I can't go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Silence. Like I have to have headphones in my ear, listening to music just to set that vibe. And you know, just me as a producer. It's, it's pretty interesting because, you know, as artists, too, you can create a vibe. You know, and that's what I really love about creating. Okay. You know, I can you can kind of understand my personality by listening to my beats. You know, and I'm sure some artists in here can say the same thing about their music. And that's just really the beauty of it. I think it's very powerful.
2: That's dope. I like that point to the fact where... As much as music can influence you, if you pay attention and listen to it, you can create your own vibe. Because being an artist, being a producer, you can create your own wave. That's dope. That's a good point. What about you, Dave? Um, so <clears throat> I'm kind of on both ends of the spectrum. Um, so my I grew up. I guess I'll start back. My my granddad back in the '40s. He was part of a a, big, a huge group. Um okay. and like my my entire family is like is uh music you know musically oriented. everybody, everybody. What's so, the name of the group? Uh the spiritual spiritual heirs. Spiritual heirs. I'm gonna have to check He's 94 now. Uh have to check so, granddaddy out. Yeah, he, he was he was called he was tight too. Um but for me, I, I I'm gonna pick up on what OTS said. Uh like I'm in the middle, I'm in the midst of creating my EP right now, working on that. Okay. And I don't listen to a lot of music, at, you know, at this point right now, because it's like you said, it's easily, uh, it can easily influence your sound when you want to remain original.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I noticed that, you know, I, and and for me as an R&B artist, it, I'm, I'm always constantly trying to figure out if I want to be appealing to the new the new crowd or stick to what I know as far as like Donnell Jones and Joe and uh, mm-hmm. Jaheen. Those are those are my my influences, and so sometimes my music can come off as like real smooth and like, you know, R&B, like in, in that, in that aspect. Um, and so that's, that's why I listen to a lot of new music, uh, right now, but typically if I'm not working on my own thing, I'm listening to a lot of music. So it's just kind of natural. I hear that. Now, ala, your take on music. I went to my brother-in-law's birthday party. I had like a mini concert for his birthday. Like, y'all did, like, a whole live performance, which was dope because you really don't see that too often, especially, like, in rap, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Only a few artists really, like, have actual musical instruments there or they're actually playing the music and you're doing your music, too. Yeah. What about you? What do you love about having that, like, original sound? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's live. You can feel it, literally
4: um i think uh i feel like as far as on a local level it's it's ahead of its time but um i think we're doing what you see a lot of pros doing regardless um i think when we first started uh doing that you know it either was one of three things it was intimidating to other people who are doing what we what i do like who are artists or people who or just like, man, how do I grasp all this sonic stuff happening at the same time? It's it's overwhelming for uh, you're not for your average listener. But I feel like as time has been passing, people have come accustomed to like, yo, I like, I like like hearing like all this stuff. Yeah. You know, what I mean, um, and that sucks because honestly, I don't like that it's going that way. I do uh, respect the just the DJ, and you got a mic, and it's y'all too. I feel like we've become too desensitized to it just being that. I feel like artists don't get the respect they deserve when they step on stage with just that. And I saw that coming, like, way ahead of time. And I was like, yeah, what's up, Brandon, like, in 12th grade, you know, like, or 11th grade, you know what I mean? Sat down with him. I was like, let's start this thing. You know, we started this thing called Black Sheep, you know, and ever since, you know, you know, you've been sitting around for a long time. Like, right. that's what we've been doing. I think I just wanted to get ahead of that wave of desensitization to an artist just being with a DJ and that not being enough for people. I also am a musician, my, my damn self, so um, I have a love for that, you know what I'm saying? Like that's something I'm into, you know what I mean? I don't know if I speak for everybody here when I say like having live instrumentation with stuff and hearing all those sounds together, it's really, uh, it's really exciting, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think I'm definitely blessed to be in that position. Uh, with all these people I call my family to be having this uh, sound this early. This isn't stuff that you get until you're a Meg the Stallion, you know what I'm saying? And they throw you on the MTV Awards and they're like, all right, we got this live band. They're going to play your stuff, you know, on this MTV stuff. They're going to do these breakdowns. They're going to arrange your stuff. Now we're doing that stuff now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I won't need that if I ever do make it, you know what I'm saying? I won't need to have BET provide me with guys I got guys just throw us on that stage and right. let us do what we do you know what I'm saying and whenever it gets to those points I don't know if I answer your question I have a bad habit of just being on a stream of consciousness but <laughs> that that's the <laughs> that's the wave on that one
2: well you um, talk about you being an actual artist but you didn't really speak like on is just you knowing how to play music is that what brought you to love music what's your grind yeah, behind yeah, yeah. creating your own group you know what I'm saying? And y'all have all these different sectors of black sheep. What's the grind behind uh, that? Oh, uh, yeah.
4: Sorry, guys. I'm taking so long. I'm a visionary. You know what I'm saying? So I saw it from the beginning. I know it sounds cocky, but I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I'm confident in my what I saw. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm blessed enough to that it came to fruition. There's no fucking way that I met Brandon and, you know, the other co-founder, uh, Vanya, and we put this together and it actually happened. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've had a couple people way back in time say, like, it's easy to do something like that. But it's not people come and go, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, people don't want to be there anymore. and They have their own vision. Like, everybody that's there wants to be there. Like, that's the craziest part. They want to be there. And um, I think what my drive in music comes from is just, like, just me being a visionary and a creator. You know what I mean, I do I do love music. I am a musician. So I always wanted to push the boundaries. You know, I was a poet at first, and then I'm a musician. You slap them together, you turn yourself into a damn artist at that point. You know what I'm saying? It just happens.
2: Now, Denar, did your team come together naturally like that? Did y'all, like, all go to school, or did y'all meet together later on?
6: Yeah, pretty much. Um, my partner, uh, Shakir, we, we were both uh, going trade school while we was in high school. it okay. was, like, dual enrolled. I was going for business management and marketing. He was going for visual design. Although I was going for business management, um, you know, I make beats and stuff. I always did music, and he sang. So, eventually, you know what I'm saying, heard him singing one day. I already knew who he was. I'm like, yo, we should do something. You know, we, you know, 15, 16 years old. We started uh, meeting up, you know what I'm saying, in this house, making beats and stuff Um, He was hopping on the tracks or whatsoever. We started meeting up with different artists. And then, you know, we started finding different producers, different photographers around who we kind of already mutually knew. But, you know what I'm saying? We just, this is the time that we decided to get serious. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We can really do something. Then it it just pretty much took off from there. You know, we we opened our first studio, the Greenfield Plaza back in 2015. And then just took
2: off. i hear that now everybody share with me that you know their love for music their grind or why they wanted to do music tell me about a time where it may have felt like it was too much and then in the flip side tell me about a time also that's your happiest or your most accomplished moment that you've had so far for me the hardest time for me is during uh grad school I was in the three-year program, so I really didn't have a lot of time to uh, focus on my craft, you know. And on the flip side, when I graduated, when I finished up school, I was able to drop my single and uh, just kind of live in the studio. Um, you know, this, this pandemic has kind of been a blessing in disguise because I was able to build my own studio in the basement. Okay. And so i kind of just been, you know, living in the moment down there. That's kind of where I'm, where I'm at right now. I would say as far as the dream being too much,
5: like a moment like that, I would probably say currently, because recently I just LLC my, uh, uh, fire rock records, uh, the label.
2: Okay.
5: So, uh, we brought, we brought on a few younger artists okay and like right now the hardest thing is just cause ultimately I've always wanted to own my own label. That was my thing from the jump. Okay. And, but right now I'm just, we, we're dealing with a lot of personalities. Um, they're a lot of the younger boys. So they out in the streets. Uh, you know, y'all, y'all, some of y'all pretty much know how battle Creek is. Um, and so basically we're just dealing with, uh, trying to make sure people are on the right track, trying to make, make sure people not putting, uh, Like any type of crazy stuff in their videos because you can't market videos like that. Once you once they see like a weapon or a gun or something, you can't. They'll deny you. You know what I mean. And at the same time, my name is on that. Right. Um, And it's just it's trying sometimes because when we talk to them, we don't try to talk to them like little nigga. Like yeah, we don't try to big dog. You know what I mean. (laughs) But at the same time, you the little homie. So. It's like I'm really looking. I'm really trying to have your best interest, and I'm really trying to give you game because we didn't have people on top of us. Right. You know what I mean. And then we have a whole studio space that that took four years. You know, to, in the making, and so we don't want, you know, for some beef to pop off, and then it brought it and came to the studio, and then now it's just you know what I mean. Yeah. You bring you bringing problems to a business establishment. So right that that right there is the hardest thing. All right. Um. One of my greatest, I'm not, I wouldn't say greatest, but I don't know if anybody can describe their first feeling of uh, like a first paid, like when you first get paid for doing a show or doing a, I don't know who, what distribution service anybody used, but you get that distribution uh check.
0: Distro key. That distro <laughs>
5: key, <kid>, that boom <laughs> core. You know what I'm saying? That CD baby, that check. Because you don't think it's real until it happened. Like you hear people getting paid all the time. You hear people mm-hmm. getting paid for it walk through you hear people getting paid to perform so like that feeling that that feeling is crazy when you when it first happens but then you you know you want to strive for more so that's it
2: i hear you on that i hear you
1: Mm -hmm.
3: so the dream for me was too much when it was actually time for me to put some music out I'm gonna say the reason it was too much for me was because I was scared and I was insecure. Okay. No, 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 I won't say insecure. No, okay, I guess I can go with that. I was just like not sure if music right. was like the thing I was supposed to do. I had a lot of my family who had gone to college they like did the traditional thing right. and so it's like all right maybe i should just keep my ass at western do what i need to do graduate and and go be a news news reporter somewhere right. but when i was like no fuck that, i'm gonna stop this and it, it was when i stopped going to school that was when the dream was scary because it was like now i'm chasing after a dream and i'm letting go of what's already Promised, I can get a degree. All
1: right. I can do four
3: years. It's not, It's nothing. Like I can do four years. I can get this degree and then go out and search for a job. But what's not certain is this dream that I got in my head. What's not certain is what I cannot see right now. And so I'm taking a chance on myself because I'm about to say, fuck all of this that y'all talking about. And I'm about to just go try to see if my voice can make room for me. Okay. Um, I put my first song out. And I put a video out and all at the same time, it's like I I stopped doing what I was supposed, what I thought I was supposed to do. And then I started writing music, going to open mics at night, meeting other people, like other like-minded individuals and things like that. And that was that encouragement that I needed to go ahead and put my first song out and my first video. I almost fainted at that video shoot, but that was when I was like, it's worth it. It was it was so worth it. I was so anxious. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. I was I didn't eat or drink. I thought I was just a bionic woman or some shit. But um it that was so rewarding the 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 amount of like tired i was there's a difference between between being tired from your nine to five and being tired from something that you you're meant to do you're supposed to do you're passionate about and when i was tired from that it was the most rewarding thing and i was like this is exactly what i'm supposed to do for my for the rest of my life no one can tell me anything different um yeah that was it for me that's
2: dope dope. yeah what about you brie
3: um, I would say for me, honestly, right now I'm in that feeling of like feeling like it's too much because I'm literally like in the height of my career of what I went to college for. But right now, like I know deep down inside that that's not feeding me the way that I needed to, and for so long I've kind of like used that as a crutch because I can still express myself creatively as a teacher. But it's just like at this point, I'm just battling within myself because it's like you know what you want to do and you know you have all of the resources you have everything there. It's like why not do it? So I'm like literally dealing with that now and just like trying to step on the other side of fear and just like not caring what other people think because people ask all the time and that kind of reminds me like, okay yeah, you might be going through some stuff or you might stop. <laughs> like you might you might be dealing with something but People will randomly ask like I haven't posted anything on Instagram like I haven't done anything and don't fuss at me, but I really just really been dealing with this for the past year. like I haven't did anything like musically in the last year just because I haven't like felt in that space. And so like now it's kind of like and even God kind of like, all right, okay, like what what you gonna do and it's like people coming out of woodworks asking. Can, I, can we do this song that we did, like, three years ago? And I'm like, oh, I done forgot we recorded that. I don't care. Fine. Like, you know, and it's like, dang. That was, like, one of the happiest moments in my life. So, like, right now, I'm like, okay, at this point, it's either, like, do it or do it. Like, there's no other choice. Um, do it, bring shit. <laughs> right? One of my most happiest moments, I want to say... So my family's super religious and, you know, the kind of music that I sing, it's not like raunchy or anything, but it's not, you know, Sunday morning praise and worship, bring the saints sense to the altar. So that was one thing that I kind of struggled with, you know, and then judgment from some family members. But I did a show in Detroit a few years, a couple years back. Um, and that was like my first show that I've ever done in Detroit. And like my dad came. Like my dad came and I was like, usually he don't really come out to stuff like that, you know, but like for him to come and support me and like to say that he was proud. I was like, you know, okay. Like, all right. If I I didn't got the approval of daddy now, so, you know, we can, we can maybe get somewhere. So that was like the most, I want to say like rewarding moment for me or that kind of like hit the nail on the head. Like, okay,
2: you can, you can do this. That's what's up. That's what's up. Listen, the the fact of the matter is, I think all y'all can agree with this. It's scary as shit putting out new music. It is. It
3: is
2: very much though. I mean, anxiety written to the like. Before I drop my single, I'm like, I'm calling DQ like, "Hey, what you think?" Though I'm sending him music like, "Man, what you think?" Our all- Ernest is getting on me, um, and it's it just give you, it just it's just so like you don't know what people are gonna say. It's like,
1: right?
2: It, it's it's. Mm-hmm. I was I was going through. I just had to hit send and 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 that, let it and, go. Thing.
3: Yeah, you do. You gotta say, fuck it. And yeah. you gotta submit that shit and be like, you gonna rock with it or you not?
2: Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's what I've learned.
3: And that's really what it is, because I feel like a lot of times we just want people to feel it the way that we feel it. And it's like <laughs> it may not even be received that way because somebody else might listen to it and you might have meant it one way, but yep. they if you know for them it resonates in their life in a whole totally Oh my God. Different. Yes. That's exactly what people do. I like
2: myself that music is, you know, everybody everybody don't have the same taste as you or right. the same ear as you. Okay. Yeah, and
3: everybody also perceives things differently, just like Bree said. I have literally had people come up to me, first of all, singing the wrong lyrics of my song. Singing Please. the wrong lyrics. They're but go bop into <laughs> it like, didn't you say just like, ride into me, it? And I'm ball. like,
1: wait a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, how,
2: how nice you say, it? say that? Tell <laughs> me how you say it. <laughs> now, I, when Dave was like, uh, it's hard, you kind of look like You didn't think it was. Oh, no, no, because for me, it's different. Like,
5: I can sit, once I make a song and I know this is a good song, it'd be so easy for me to put it out because I know it's good. Now, the problem I used to have is, I don't know, like, you know, when you've made a song and you're either trying something new or. It, I don't know. You can feel when something is a good song, bro. Like, you can yeah. see, you can tell when you, even, I know a lot of people throw around the word hit, but you can tell when it's a good song. So, like, as long as I got my presentation of how I'm finna drop it, and I promote it, and I yeah. see people rocking with it before I even drop it, like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even care, really.
2: Do you? Think, like, when I
3: grow up, I'm gonna be like that when I grow up. Do
2: you think that's a difference between, <laughs> do you think that's a difference between rap and R&B because with, I think so because with R&B I think like for one it's slow and anything slow it, it's a different vibe getting hype is easy you know what I'm saying yeah yeah you think that's the difference between it I definitely uh
5: R&B man like R&B got a the spectrum of R&B is like way higher on oh, like the headroom is like way higher as far as like rap and then R and B, like you know, when so you nice. listen to R and B, like you're more judgmental of what you're listening to. Uh, Shit, the first thing somebody don't listen to is let me see if she can sing for real. Let me see that. Let me see if they can sing for real. Right, and then right. with R and I'm assuming R and B artists try to be as original as they possibly can because it's a lot of good R and B sounds out there, but. Trying to find like a new niche in that in that spectrum, bro. That's that's got to be like the craziest ever because a lot of rappers get on sounding like other rappers. Right. <laughs> you got you got fifty young thugs uh, right. out there or people that have been influenced by Future, you know, right. like Roddy and all of them. Right. So, but with R and B, it's just it's. I believe it's. I think it's harder. I would say it's harder.
2: That's a good point. Yeah. Now, Marquela, what about you? What's been a hard time for you and what's your happiest or most accomplished moment?
0: A hard time for me, I would probably say it's right now. Because I, when I first came out um, doing music, I was more of an inspirational artist. Okay. So like, that's like a lane is cut dry. It's kind of, I want to say boxed in. You know, there's not a lot of freedom there. So then now, I'm kind of transitioning into my own sound, like doing more R&B stuff. And... Just like he said, being original, being true to yourself, having an original sound, like, all that stuff is, like, pressure. And sometimes it's overwhelming. Shit. And you like, okay, I want to be myself. I want to do this. I want to conform to everything else. But then, like, we still want to be relevant, too. So I feel like right now I would say I'm at that stage where it's, like, it's a lot. Um, my happiest moment with my music is probably being able to, like, Traveling to music in other states and meeting other people, um, networking, seeing other people's perspective on my, like, sound and music and stuff is really interesting. And then probably, like, anytime a young girl comes up to me and say, like, they look up to me or they love my sound, those are, like, the happiest moments for me.
2: That's dope. Now, Denari, you aren't necessarily, like, a singer or a rapper. Is it different for you when you hear an artist on your music? Do you get like a different feeling? What What's hard for you when you hear a nigga that's whack on your beat? And you be like, "Fuck, nigga, shouldn't get this nigga this shit." Damn, like, what's What's hard for you? And then, what's your most accomplished or happiest moment?
6: That's That's a good uh, point. You, you know, you put it in, but really, for me, just as a producer, um, what was hard for me was going to college. Okay. Um. Uh, I'm, I was two hours away from, you know, my my studio. I had to pretty much go into a whole entire, you know, different environment and try to find a bike. you know, try to find his motivation while I'm taking 15 credits, you know, while I'm broke, while I ain't got no card. It was a lot from the mental, you know,
2: hear that. Um, the whole,
6: you know, four years. You know what I'm saying? It's like I couldn't. I was really, you know what I'm saying, contemplating, like, do I even want to do this anymore? more? Like, you know, running into those type of barriers. And that's when I really realized that this is honestly a gift because it was times where I tried everything I can to just stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just I just can't no more. But, you know, I couldn't. So I would definitely say college. Um, my happiest moment far as records, I would probably say 2020. Okay. Um, it was a record by Don Don. And it was interesting because that record came about when I was, um, I was smoking with my OG, BJ. And I was showing him some beats. And then he was like, man, Don Don sound real good on this. I was like, yeah, he would. So I sent it to him. He loved it. And literally two days later, he sent me a track. A few months later, I had 40,000 views on YouTube. And, you know, that's that's the most views I ever witnessed
2: on any of my tracks. So I definitely was proud of that. That's what's up. That's what's up, bro. 40,000 views is a lot of fucking views. That,
3: yeah, that's a lot. You know that's a lot. I don't know what I'd be like.
2: It's a lot of fucking. One day,
1: one
3: day.
2: I got. I I got forty thousand views on my proposal video, but nothing. Nothing
3: For uh, (laughs) a lot of pressure too, because like (laughs) they think like, okay, if not if, but like when I make it, it's like okay, what is that pressure gonna be like? How am I gonna prepare myself for that? Because right now I can get up, like throw some leggings on, some pants, run down street to the Walmart, like I'm not. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. And it's like, am I ready to be, like, literally, like, everywhere I go? Like, I don't know about that. I like to stay, like, in the background and stuff, too. So, it's just, like, I think about that a lot.
2: That's a good point. I even that
3: I it that. is. It is. Because, like, I know I just came back from Los Angeles. And I had one day. It was one day. It was full. It was a whole real-ass artist day. You wake up, you go to Melrose, you network, you meet some people, you go to the studio, then you got a video shoot, then you meet some more people. And I was thinking, and is this what I really want? Like, Then you got to go to the club after to meet right. more people. And it's like, do I? Re- am I really set up for this life? Because I think at like 10 o'clock, y'all, I was in the car <laughs> in the fetal position. <laughs> Ready, like, do I have to go? Do I have to go inside? So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot for one person. I think the drive and the passion too. Like once you get there and you finally make it to a certain point too, I feel like that'll also be like a motivator too. Like you know, it's just another. This the next step or the next yeah. part. I don't know. It definitely will be. Oh, yeah. and then you get and then you have to get used to it. Like just mentally, physically, you just adapt to what it is your life is going to be now. And so it's just like you know you. You get there. We all ready for this shit. We might as well just become a choir now, y'all. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but we are. Like we, I'm, I always tell myself, "You're built for this. You're built for this. You're made for this." Um, and so I feel like that now. I feel like we're built for this. This is the life we were made for.
2: That's dope. Now, Ala, What about you? What is? What's a hard time for you? Because you seem like you. I don't really give a fuck. It's it's gonna happen. Like you got this unweathering belief in some shit to me all the time.
4: Yeah, it was um it was really uh humbling to hear everybody's like approach Because, like I didn't think well I knew people thought like that, but I probably not I'm probably the best worst person to talk to when somebody's thinking like that around me because my whole thing is like, nah, stop stop fucking thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? Like now nah, you talent. I think me and Songbird have had like an encounter like that, but it wasn't like she ain't telling me like she was not wanting to do it or nothing like that. But when we talk, like I, I praise her voice and her talent. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I am got enough energy to go around for anything. I've never felt like withered, you know, wh- or like by anything. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I really, I really am set in the firm belief that I've always wanted to do this. I have, I've had my vision for a long time. I've never felt like, man, this is too much for me. And this is OD. Like, um, I'm really, like, uh, ready for this shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know how or why. You know what I'm saying? I just I just know
2: I am. I feel like most of y'all are like that, though, in y'all little group. Like, y'all all have that certain confidence swag about y'allself.
4: Yeah, you know, it, well, it comes like all different do. ways.
2: Most artists do. Like, everyone here has... I got his swag. Dave got his swag. Tia got hers. Mykeela has hers. Denari definitely. Bree has hers. Everyone has, like, their own little, like, confidence about them every time I listen to y'all music. You know what I'm saying? It never mm-hmm. feels like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. You it's know what I'm saying? You been in that booth, though. Yeah, I was just like the same, man. Yeah, like,
4: uh, I, I got to say that, uh, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like uh again, I've seen people getting that like I'm a performer, you know what I'm saying? So and that's why I'm good at performing because I don't I don't care what people think, you know, and I put out and I put out tracks and I look back at them now, I'm like, man, that's ass as fuck. But I'm my own worst critic, ah. you know. <laughs> I'm i I'm my own worst critic, you know what I'm saying? Like uh I I think that's you know what I mean, I put out a song called Eleven, it did like hella view. It was like one of my first tracks and it did like eighty thousand, uh I think it was like on a hundred thousand now or something like that. And I was doing this shit early. I'll tell you, bro, like Battle Creek hasn't always been like we're on the support everybody wave now, but early Battle Creek, early rap battle creek, niggas was on your post telling you that shit was
6: ass.
2: I was <laughs> and, like, I, I didn't I didn't like y'all shit at first. So you keep it in a whole yeah, a whole man, buck. Yo, I was like, these niggas is weird, bro.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, big facts, like, you know what I'm saying? But, but like, like, you know what I mean? Like, more and more, like, people will come around and be like, hey, what's that auto-tune thing you do, bro? Or, or like, what's that plug-in thing, bro? Like, the time started catching up, and niggas was like, all right, this nigga, this you nigga this been work. doing what niggas is doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I made that shit, I remember when I put out 11, even though I had, like, 80,000 over, every niggas, was I was here had slick shit, niggas saying his ass on the post or something like that. I thought it was fire at the time. When I grew up, I was like, all right, that was pretty you Why you do that, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, you tweaking for that, bro. You know? But, like, I I was never one to, like, I would always be like, all right, thanks for listening, my nigga. I'm going to go back in the lab. Like, I was never one to get upset at that time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I just went back in the lab and kept quiet and started getting better. I was like, all right, bet. It's ass. All right, I'm going to show y'all something. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I was accomplishing a lot of cool-ass shit, and I think... Biggest thing I could thank Battle Creek for is like not giving me like my roses that early because it set me like so far ahead, like as an artist for sure.
2: You had to earn it. You
4: know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of niggas, like they knew folks and, you know, my mom, like when she found out that uh, I wasn't on the best path in life, you know what I'm saying? I was doing shit that I shouldn't have been doing. You know, like Ox said, he he has some young brothers he's working with that are doing things. And all that, you know what I mean? Like I had my I had my face, you know what I mean, when I was in Arizona and stuff, like I couldn't go hang out with niggas at the park. You know, my mom was double checking everything. I couldn't go, I couldn't go hang out outside in Greenwood. I lived on it. I couldn't I couldn't go just stand outside and go up and down the block. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom was like very much on me. You know what I mean? So like there was really nothing much for me to do but sit to myself and work on this shit. So um to answer the second half, I'm I'm trying to keep myself as short as possible i'm sorry y'all you know um i think as far as like uh the happiest moment is just performing you know what i mean like i agree with i you know when you make that check i think the and no braggadocious shit i think the biggest check you know i've made was and this was when black sheep performed all together somewhere so i guess you would have to definitely cut it up but it was six bands we got we got paid to do some shit That that was really that was really nice you know what i'm saying i agree with somebody else they said the streams you know um i don't take that shit for granted ever you know what i mean like uh um i pride myself on it but i also understand that it's not possible without people listening to your shit obviously i don't think i'll ever look at a million i wonder what ariana grande does when she see like five million in like one day on her shit like if she just be like oh oh that's just five million like i'll never see i never see myself doing that i never see myself huh what's up? I,
5: I said she know a check coming right behind that. Word, <laughs> right. I just I just don't
4: see my, I wonder if she looking at it like and be feeling blessed, or if she be looking at it and be feeling like, damn, like, you know, uh, another five, th- five million, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> what I'm posting, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, performing the streams and the money for sure, performing because when I'm on that stage, I feel like I'm a medium for everybody's emotion watching, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm we're all having an emotional conversation. Ain't nobody saying shit, but we saying shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, I leave it right there. On the, I bring everything on the stage, and I leave it right there, too, and I come off. So, yeah, man. Um, I don't know if I answered your questions at all again, but that's, that's my thought process for sure.
3: <laughs> Lifestyles is a men's and women's clothing store that carries exclusive quality labels. Their mission is to bridge the gap between mainstream fashions and luxury brands They're the go-to place for the latest fashions and trends You can shop with them online At lifestylesapparel.com That's L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E-Z Apparel.com And follow them online At Lifestyles Apparel On all social media outlets While you're at it Visit them at their brand new Memphis location Like that,
1: let's go crazy.
2: To the podcast, moving into our next segment, the consciously copacetic segment. Okay. So, literally, like, numerous artists have got shot and killed or have been shot, like, everywhere in different parts of the United States. What is it about the music industry that leads to artists being killed, specifically black artists? Does that affect? or have an impact on how you move as an artist today? Definitely.
0: I'm going to say no, it doesn't affect how I move as an artist because I feel like that's something that happens in the rap part of the music industry. Okay. Um, I feel like it's mostly black men that come from urban communities, and it's, like, hard to, like, unlearn and unlive stuff. So okay. they go through stuff. They, you know, coming from the hood. And they take you out the hood and then take you somewhere and expect for you to, like, unlearn or unhave all that trauma. You know what I'm saying? It's like taking a crackhead who then got went to rehab and now they fine. And you don't teach them nothing. You just put them back in the world. They're going to revert back at some point if they don't get proper training. So I feel like that's on their label. Like, if you're going to take this person out of this community, like, you need to make sure they're getting, like, counseling and stuff like that. So they don't revert back to it.
2: I mean, yeah. Meg got shot. You know what I'm saying? I want to bring back. Women. uh... Meg women, shot. Meg got shot. Women go into, maybe is not getting was- shot, but women Ooh. go through different things. Like Whitney overdosed. Uh, women got shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, it's a hey, lot you of You didn't have specifically say uh, Trying
1: to
3: shoot each other down outside the concert. You ain't never heard nothing like
2: that. No, you're right. right. It, it doesn't I wanna-
4: Meg, got, Meg got shot because she was with a nigga who be shooting
2: that nigga don't know. that no shooter not like but. he is an active shooter <laughs> but he be shooting hey, man nigga. it's
4: still on it's still on niggas i don't think meg would have gotten shot if she was with women else. Yeah. yeah
2: it is that. it is that. statistically yeah i hear that so i, I want to pick it back up with uh is it mark markila kila kila uh you know i listen to this podcast everyday called a uh, louder louder than a riot uh and the, the ep- actually, ironically, the episode today was um, how uh, the intersection between like hip hop and uh, crime, and they talked about like how Bobby Schmerder got uh, wrapped up in that situation because the the, the AR from Epic uh, was saw his saw that Hot Boy video and thought it was marketable. Right,
1: uh,
2: and so I think a lot of it has to do with these labels seeing that uh, seeing how marketable like. These, these, these young cats are, you know, like shoot each other and, um, you know, running the streets. It's kind of a, it's a marketable thing. Right. Um, and, 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 and kids are heavily influenced. So uh, I think that was a good point. It's ironic that you that you asked that question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's everywhere around. Like, um, I didn't really listen to King Von just to be 100 percent honest. But Mo3, I listen to this nigga every day, like. I like the the rap nigga who sings. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? And then when I go back and listen to all his music, like I was trying to post like a memorial thing on my Instagram for this nigga. Mm-hmm. I just skipped damn near the whole song cuz all he was talking about was niggas killing him in this song. And it's it's a remake of the Sierra song. I was like This Oh, yeah, and I? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's talking about just getting killed, the whole goddamn song. And I was like, damn, like, you got to be careful what you're putting out into the world. Definitely. Yeah. See, that's
0: that's my point. I feel like they look at you like you're marketable and like you're just a thing. Like you're not a living person who's been through stuff. And I feel like when you get signed to all those labels and stuff, like you need to get training and get counseling and stuff so you're, uh, you're equipped and you can make it through this because people get suicidal, people get shot, people still got gang affiliations that they haven't resolved, so people still on their head. Like It's a lot of stuff that just comes with black men that come from urban communities that become an artist
3: but that's not their first thought though if you think about it they're not thinking about their childhood trauma or the environment they coming out of as long as it got dollar signs on it, it is oh i'm picking you up you about to make me a bunch of money so come on you with the camp we about to sign you tonight you about to put you on this plane give you a couple Mm -hmm. chains and you good to go and it's like these people still have lives that Mm -hmm. you just like pull them out of and so like a lot of the these rap artists they're coming from like gangs and they're coming from like really just messed up situations so it's like okay you pulled them out of that when they've been living that for the last 20 some years and it's like oh hey let's walk down the street with all these palm trees and you know here let's swipe this car. like that's almost right and then you got to think about what what artists do we rap we rap or we write poetry or we sing songs about what we've experienced or what we're going through we, we talk about point. our lives or we talk w- about something we've done and so if you're taking these men from chicago from detroit from atlanta wherever they're from and they're talking about their lives or what they're doing what do you think is going to come out in their music This is going to just bleed through their music and it's even louder now. Now you're giving them a microphone to do it even louder to amplify it all. And you think that they're not going to attract it. So I feel like to ask that question is like one aspect of it, but you'd have to just like kind of just seep, just go right back into how our society is set up with our black men. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's just, it's just the music industry is a magnifying glass for what they're for what's going on for real and it's a microphone that's it it's just amplifying what's happening in the neighborhoods they're attacking each other in the songs literally like yeah nigga i saw you on 53rd i'm coming like they're yeah. they they tell you in the song what they're about to do it's crazy but-
4: yeah i totally agree with uh tia um yeah. i think one thing I, it's always been a unpopular thought you know what i'm saying like uh but I'm totally in agreement with the fact hip hop was supposed to be like the voice of the streets, the voice of black people and experience, you know, what I'm saying the first song ever made with a message was called The Message by Grandmaster Flash and it was completely his life and his style. So I, I wouldn't necessarily I'm not going to I'm not saying anybody's doing that, but I just want to make it clear. I'm not a fan of like going in this direction where we're like, yeah, we need to all start talking about positive shit and all that. Nah, nigga, that's your life. You want to pour your emotions out on your track, you very well do that. I think the real culprit here is the internet, these bloggers and they typing about this shit and they're egging street beef song between these niggas that's getting into it. Niggas pride getting the way too. Niggas don't know how to be like, yeah, it was just words on the net. We're gonna leave it at that because of where they come from. You know, the term like, you know, like we real I'm a real nigga, I'm a real street nigga. You know what I'm saying? You can't talk to me like that. You can't you can't approach me like that. You can't do me like that. You know what I'm saying? This perception that you are giving off makes me seem soft. Man, I gotta show the whole world that this bloggers put our beef on the main stage. That I ain't no ho, this ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? And you know, like right. as you as you've all said, that's marketable. You know what I'm saying? Niggas thug images is marketable, niggas street images marketable. What niggas do is marketable.
2: Facts. You know
4: what I'm saying? But at the same time, uh I, I love the, I'm a fan that niggas put their pain and their experiences in tracks, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't take that from the streets at all, you know what I mean? It is, I think it has to just stop somewhere, and I think at the most, it should stop at us, and I, when I say us, I mean street niggas who's still active, who's still dabbling in that shit, even though they got this fame and this platform, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, like, if that nigga dissed you on the track... Diss and back, but keep it there, keep it wrapped. Motherfuckers be so surprised when these niggas kill each other. They've been doing it since the fucking 90s. You know what I'm saying? It's getting spicy again. Now, y'all used to, y'all was glorifying when 50 got shot nine times. You know what I'm saying? He's still alive. You know, that's what people praise him for on the low, low. Like, for real, for real. They would be like, man, he got shot nine times. He hard. He rapping about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Now niggas dying, niggas like, stop. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But like pick a side what y'all want. This what y'all wanted, right? This this what you wanted. You want it, you wanted it to get real like it was in the 90s, in the early, in the in the late 80s. You wanted that, right? We right. here again. Niggas dying now. What, what did you want? Do you like rap or not? You know what I'm saying? Do you like niggas talking about street shit or not? You know what I'm saying? Is it getting is it getting aggressive? Then you that's not what you really like. What what is you praising? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not advocating for niggas dying. But I am looking at the reality of, and the reality of is that I feel like hip hop being a platform for these niggas to talk does lessen the shooting more than no platform at all. You know what I'm saying? Because ain't okay. nobody here shit now. I'm just going to get out here and do it. Since I can't get on the track and get at least 70%
5: of this hate and anger off me. You so, know what I'm saying?
4: See, I, I, I would agree with- re- social
5: media <laughs> amplifies beef? Hmm? Can we agree that social media- amplifies
4: me oh, that's why childish gambino's album called because the internet is really like truly <laughs> speaks very a lot of volumes it is because the, the
5: world now that's
4: crazy it, it is definitely because the internet i, I agree
2: you said what yeah. I, you said what about the world i said
5: like you don't even have to be in the same country as somebody mm-hmm. to be no more like no. you can wake up get on your phone and start beefing with,
3: beefing with somebody <laughs> in alaska
5: it's that accessible. So <laughs> social media really ruined a lot of stuff. But, E, remember you was talking about Mo3? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to know what's weird in a theory that, that I just came across? What? So the theory with Mo, well, they're all signed to this independent label called Empire. Yeah. Empire has had a lot of their artists die. XXX X, 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 X uh Tentacion, oh, wow. yeah, uh yeah. All of them, Mo. All of them. Oh, it's it's oh, yeah, like two yeah. more. So they. they it was all
3: on that label. Yeah.
5: They think this man. They think this man be putting life like policies on these rappers. They thinking he be putting
2: policies on these. rappers. I think they do, bro. I think that's just normal. Uh, Is that normal? I think that's like just normal.
3: A life yeah. policy. Yeah. yeah.
2: You get a life if you when you
5: sign that contract you. That's why people don't be like owning a masters and stuff like yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. why I strive to be independent. Cuz there's distributors oh out here. You can get distribution from people. You don't have to sign or be in a 360 right. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But that's the th- I think that's weird. Like that's mm-hmm. weird. And yeah. I, I I had looked up on the life policies and it do like they get paid yeah. when
2: rappers get But black, I think that's black that's normal. Like that's just normal thing. That's really? been happening. Yeah, a weird. That's a, yeah, that's a normal thing. Now look at them
5: contracts. Yeah. That's why Kanye crazy because he trying to get his masters. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. that's a they thing.
5: own him. His 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 record his record contract says he has to record music until he dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. really?
3: Yes. What the Where am I sleeping under a rock?
5: Like, mm-hmm. he, can't <laughs> never get
2: out. like he can't stop recording music.
0: That's crazy.
2: And another thing, how you talk about Instagram and the marketing behind everything that Allah was talking about, nigga, it's so fucking catchy because like, Von dies, you know, when sh- nigga die, you're like, well, let me check this nigga out. Let me see what he's about. Mm-hmm. Let me get him some streams. You know right. what I'm saying? Help the fam out. So Nancy. I'm listening to his music. He was, this shit, bitch, I'm not from, I'm from 65th from 64th bitch. I'm not from 63rd. <laughs> that shit catchy is a motherfucker. That's how yeah. you know he bitch. I'm not from 63rd, and I've been saying that shit in my head for like two weeks. Is
3: that the one we're talking about? The strip from Kankakee? I think so. I think so.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm
4: I'm listening. I ain't listen to that nigga, bro. I ain't gonna hold you up. I ain't listen to him when he died. I ain't listen to more Nipsey when he died. I ain't listen. I don't listen to nobody when they die. You know what I'm saying? Really? I don't listen to none, I don't that? listen to more None of that shit.
3: Yeah. Why is that? Why,
4: why is, is that? That, that, that shit. That's just uh not on y'all. But like for the majority, I feel like that shit. That just just whack to me. You know what I'm saying? If I ain't listen to you before, I'm not gonna listen to you now. Now you that perspective what? on feeding and Von's family, I can understand that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes a lot of sense. That don't hurt nobody, and that is true. You know what I'm saying? You put money in this family's pocket, go ahead, get get off, you know what I'm saying? But I know, know this sure. about me, I be the main nigga when an artist die, I be a main nigga like pointing out inconsistency in niggas' characters, because that says a lot about you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so this nigga dead now, so he top five now, Oh, this nigga dead now, so he <laughs> you know, listening to him now. Oh, uh, oh but,
3: you said like if you've never listened to their music before,
4: yeah. and when they pass, yeah. that be,
5: okay. You know be uh, trying to act like they fans.
4: Yeah that, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, that shit, that shit, goofy yeah. to me. I don't like that shit. I give niggas their flowers while they here. Or if I only gave you yeah. like a petal from a rose while you was here, you are gonna get the same petal when you die. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not about to like <laughs> out a bush of roses from the back all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying. I was. I hear I, that. That's just how I think. I'm sorry.
3: I I listen to one more three songs called like I think it was called Apartments
4: yeah okay. apartments yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. it was a fucking dope ass song but it is a little eerie i still listen to nipsey but that's because i was rocking with nip before he died right. um but it, it there is like this little eeriness just finding out about a person and they mm. did and then mm. you got you trying to go through their whole album and all mm. of what they yeah. did like
5: yeah, he yeah. smelled like he was from the church, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
3: man was void. He had to have been raised in the church and left the church <laughs> and went to the streets. Yeah, because there's no way you singing like All that. But then, mm-hmm. Your lyrics, right? It's,
4: yeah. it's messing me up, but that's the same wave. Rod Wave is on, uh, putting a lot more riffs and soul into his voice over trap beats. For sure, he's not
5: messing with Mo, though.
4: Nah, not at Mo, all. That Mo, was a Mo real vocal. Sing, oh, definitely soul, sings, bro. Mo definitely sings, better. Trap soul. I, I think,
6: don't like I Rod Wave.
4: No, I don't. I, I don't can't, care can't for Ry Wavey.
6: All the trap soul,
2: I can't do it. Man.
4: I don't mess with Ry right Wave at all. You know what I'm saying? He ain't crying too much.
2: Just give me. Oh give me just give me, ta- whole whole. just yeah.
4: give me. He whole. talented. said,
2: yeah. yeah. "Hey Dave, what you say?" Just give me Hov, Kendrick, Cole. I'm I'm set. That's all. Kendrick. I said I can't. I can't. I don't even listen to that. shit. Word, you know I, I fucked with Mo 3 before he died. I was I didn't even know, know who he was. God who
3: he, I, I would have fucked with him before he died. You would have <laughs> would have
2: known about him. I knew about him, up. but he wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah.
4: I, I, think, I think ultimately niggas need to know, like when you dead, you dead. You know what I'm saying? And that's why this whole <laughs> like I'm saying though, because that's like, real that's, shit. That's, that's the problem. Know niggas, some of these young niggas not. might think really weird, bro. They might really think weird, like when I die. Everybody gonna remember me. They're gonna play my tracks. I'm a I'm am I'm gonna be a legend. No, you're gonna be dead, yeah. nigga. We're gonna stop. we're gonna listen to you maybe one or two, three more times, and then another nigga gonna come out that sound a little bit
0: uh, kind of
5: like you, but slightly
0: different. That's not true. And I don't we know. If that's not listen, true. I, wanna
5: leave, I wanna leave a legacy like Nip. Nip then left a lot of stuff I to keep doing. But Nick but,
4: but Nip, but Nip so died the way Nip died was not like a... Like a glorified, I want to die type thing. Nick wasn't what? supposed to die. You know what I'm saying? He was. I know that. It was a tragedy. I'm yeah. Okay. I'm saying niggas who out here getting active nigga and they dying and oh, well, they dying like that, you not going to be remembered how you think you're going to be remembered, bro. Yeah. I agree. You're dead. Yeah.
3: Like pop smoke. He had a lot of shit that was... It looked like he had a lot of shit ready to go before he passed away, but even with the music that's coming out now, Pop Smoke's name isn't going to last as long as Nip's name because Nip had built a legacy. He had built so much shit behind him mm-hmm. before he passed away. Pop Smoke, he was just on the rise.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? So I get what you're saying. Again, I think that's still it's, like a That's like
0: a rap versus R&B thing because when people in R&B die, like, it's like
4: respect
0: the legacy like, y'all not dying
4: y'all not dying violently though that's what i'm saying like y'all not dying for y'all di- oh man uh, Trey songs passed away in his bed from corona you know what i'm saying like god forbid yeah. but hey man. don't
2: be speaking on Trey songs like that, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the
4: fuck you know what i'm saying like hey, he you, died hey, he died from some outward shit it wasn't no violence. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, we're going to spin Trey songs. He built a legacy. He has built a legacy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's talented. You know what I'm saying? Yes,
2: we're going to spin Trey songs.
4: Even R. Kelly, weird ass. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get spins. <laughs> you
2: know what I'm saying? Right. I got in trouble for R. Kelly um, a, few, a few different times. So <laughs> hey, I, I ain't going to hey, speak no, on it. <laughs> I ain't going to oh, speak Oh, my on
4: bad. Bleeping, bleeping his name <laughs> out, my <bad.
5: laughs> Hey, can I ask Denari a question real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How often do like, Denari, how often do like uh producers, pass like violently or just in general like from gun violence and stuff like that. Do do you kind of um are 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 DJs and producers almost like one and the same in a sense?
6: Um and this you can kind of categorize them maybe in like the same group sort of. Yeah. But like just from my experience, um I don't really know of many producers and DJs, you know, dying as often, you know, as artists would. You know, of course, they might die one day, but not from like gun violence, or at least not as often. It might happen sometimes, some places,
2: but I haven't witnessed it. I know was okay. one DJ that died in Detroit last year. DJ,
6: Slick. DJ <laughs> Slick. Yeah,
2: he got, but it was just some motherfucker tried to rob him or some shit. I, I think. Yeah, it no, wasn't like he was rats. into some shit. Yeah,
5: I feel like that might be like the thing. Like they, the most that to happen to them is them. Potentially getting robbed and then it happening. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
5: if you look at producers now, they be they be looking like the rappers, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. Southside, you got Wheezy, but they be hanging with the rappers too. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's yeah, the did, reason why I ask. them. A the reason why I asked them is because shit, they be around the culture, they be around rappers. Yeah, they look yeah. like rappers. So do rapper do things happen to them as rappers? Because producers be beefing too. I done seen producers get online. Uh, uh, IG live, I think it was Southside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, beefing with who was he beefing with? I
6: think he it was with chop, a couple young people. chop when well, young chop was, was young tripping. chop. Yup, you tripping. I did hear about a lot of stories though, where well, not even a lot, but some stories with producers or DJs where they got if they did get killed or something happened, it was like them getting caught slipping. like them in the studio, you know yeah. what I'm saying, or. Like you said, uh, DJ Slick B, who died last year, he was somewhere, but you know it was on some, it was on some bullshit. Yeah. So you you find that sometimes, and and I know that I'm very aware of that. That's why you know I, I always I'm at the studio. This with me having different clients that come in, and you know I be
2: leaving three in the morning. Sometimes I don't come out. Always going to have to strap up. So that's how it impacts you. You too. Yeah. That's how it impacts you. <laughs>
3: I
5: got a question.
2: Mm-hmm. Keep that thing
3: on me. So this going back to like when we were talking about like artists beefing and stuff. Okay, we was talking about a lot of rap beef. Okay. But one of the greatest R&B beefs of time is between Monica and Brandy, right? <laughs> so I want to ask y'all, did y'all ever hear, there was a rumor, so there's a theory that one of the shows that they did for BET like a while ago, like before the show... When they performed "The Boy Is Mine," Brandy and Monica like got into it, and Monica punched Brandy like in yeah. the face. Like, have y'all heard that before? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Like, I, I, don't believe I believe it. it. I
2: believe it though.
0: Like, believe it. <laughs> <see> <laughs> her,
5: don't
2: nobody mess with my, uh, Monica. Re- uh, Brandy referenced it during their little versus battle. If you paid attention, she Wait, threw who a hizzle? shot. That whole
3: thing was so cringy.
0: She threw
2: a shot at, 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 at Monica. She who hit who?
0: What she say? Monica hit Brandy.
2: I forgot oh, I what it. she said, but it was something about like, yeah, you be knocking it on doors, hitting, hitting people in the eye or something like that. She referenced <laughs> it as yeah, a I joke in the that. during the little verses or something. It was funny. That's crazy. I ain't know that. Yeah. When y'all, look, when
3: you get a chance, go back and look up that uh, the performance when they performed that song. Like you can tell something happened before the uh, performance. I went back. I watched that so many times, like because I just couldn't believe like. They was really doing that kind of stuff, like yeah. back then. Like I ain't never heard of no like, you know, R&B beef usually stay like in between the songs, like. But yeah. for it to get physical, I thought that was crazy.
2: Now, yeah. now, Dave, being a black man, but you're not a rapper. Does does all the violence? Does it interact how you move when you're with people in the studio doing music and stuff? Um. Uh, so if I'm back at the crib. Um, and I'm in the, I'm in like where it started in the basement in the hood. Like, then I got to think about, like, okay, I got a daughter now. That's, then I got to move a little different. I can't, like, we used to be reckless. Like, back when I lived at home, we was, we would just be down there acting a fool. Right. But now, as a grown man, I, like, I, I know I can't do, I can't move like that. Like, I got to move at certain times when it ain't, if it's too crowded, too much traffic, I got to be, I got to be out of it, you know, yeah. so, cause I know any anything could happen. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. So in essence it does. Like I, I just gotta be mindful who coming in and out. Um, you know, where I'm at in my life right now, you know. I hear that. See, I you are more like towards the the street rapping side, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Not that you're a street rapper, I'm not saying that, but you interact and mingle with uh a lot of rappers, you know what I'm saying, who are street rappers. Hell oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But how does that affect when you're, when you don't, you might just show up in a nigga session one day or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to DX. I don't know if you record with DX or not, but we got our own studio. You got your, yeah, you did say that. You did say that. You got your own studio, but you yeah. go somewhere or somebody like, Hey, can we pay you to use your, to use your studio? How do you uh, differentiate who can come and who can't? Or how um, how do you try to stay out the way? With well, everything going on in Battle Creek. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. Well, we got a
5: lot of people from out of town, like, coming now, and we know they're in the streets. Right. Um, the location we chose, we chose it for a reason because it's in the light industrial area of Battle Creek. They call it, the white people be calling it the Bottoms. Okay. Um, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's a whole story behind that. It's a whole story behind that. I'll tell you one day. <laughs> um, as far as, uh, how we regulate it. We know who doing what. Cause we all, I keep my ear to social media. I'm, I get emails all the time. Like I live and die out of my email. Right. I'm a Gmail or whatever. So usually people that is in beefs or is having current beefs, even if they come to the studio, our studio, we got like double lockdown protection as far as anybody getting in. So once we let somebody in, you can't get out. You got to go through so many doors and we got locks. Like we got keypad locks on all that. So, um, we lock them in the studio because we do the engineering. Right now, we really don't really have a problem with that, like that. And then people know us around here, so it's really a, just a respect thing, you know. Okay. It'd be, okay. it be two people beefing, and they'll never just disrespect us, even if they know where uh, where one of their ops is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As far as um, as far as managing, because it's basically artist management with the the young dudes that's in the streets. Yeah. Like one of our boys, he just got out of jail
2: okay uh
5: well two we done had we done had in the past six months we didn't had you know a robbery happen and we done had two of them going to jail that's three in total you know um that should be hard bro i ain't gonna
2: lie because I was gonna say dealing with other niggas personalities and they just yeah. so young they don't probably don't care you know because
5: after a while
2: bro they they
5: they be like they be like Psh, nigga, you ain't living you ain't you ain't in my shoes. You yeah. ain't gotta wake up to when I wake up every yeah. day. I'm like, man, look. I hear that don't, all don't time. mess yourself up, bro. Cause you can't be in the streets forever. If you ever want to go legit, you get all this stuff on your record. Yeah. you a fella, it's gonna be hard to get jobs, all type of shit. Yeah. Cause don't ever be too proud to get a job, nigga. This rap, you gotta fund this rap dream. Facts. Right. Facts. So yeah, it be hard, bro. It be hard, man. I
2: hear that. Now what about you, James? Cause y'all got like y'all own thing. How do y'all stay out of like getting into street shit? That's easy
4: for me. I I talked to my demons, dealt them a long time ago. I was very lucky to have get all my weird ass shit out the way at a very early age. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, you know when you got when you have a single mom raising you. You know what I'm saying, uh, single black mom. You know what I'm saying. It's 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 times ten on on that shit. You know what I'm saying. My mom loved me. She cared about me. You know what I'm saying. She wrapped me in her in her grace the best she could because everything else around wasn't. You know what I'm saying. Uh She's a very smart woman, very intuitive, Um, and she passed all that to me. So I think honestly, I'm I'm not I'm, I don't discriminate. You know, I still have uh, brothers come through who's still in the streets sometimes just to tinker around and record uh, where I'm at. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't I don't care. You know, what I mean, I don't, maybe it's not smart for me not to think as uh, deep about it, but I don't care about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're coming through the record, you're coming through the record. You know what I'm saying? I've had all types of different people come around uh, me. You know, I, I'm, I live on a spectrum. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really watching out for anything. And again, that could sound ignorant out loud. You know what I mean? But, um, again, when you've had your fair share of traumas and stuff and stuff, you dealt with, you don't really think twice about certain things. I'm not thinking twice about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to help these niggas. You know what I'm saying? I do talk to them. I don't care if I sound corny. You know, I've heard that line too, that I'm talking about. And I try not to granddaddy. I'm gonna be like, well, I've been through my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. You know, I let them talk. I let them get it out. They, they can say they can think what they want to think. But at the end of the day, we're here to make music and you letting outward things get in the way. Your potential success, you know what I'm saying? And learning, you know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, to really answer that, e, you know what I'm saying? I just uh, we've all managed to stay out the way because I think I've just I wouldn't say been lucky to. I think all the folks that are gravitated towards what we do just gravitated towards what we do. You know what I'm saying, niggas. I hope niggas don't look at us and they treat niggas and be like, man, I can't be around them. They probably won't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Because I would. You know what I mean? Like uh, because that's what this place is for too. I, I wanna, I wanna get you away from that so you can stay alive a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? So right. you can have a future in some type of different medium. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like I forgot what artist said that, but look, everybody used to be a motherfucking gangster, no matter how big and tall. You know what I'm saying, everybody got a little story. You know what I mean? So who am I to discriminate shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I want to give niggas an opportunity, you know, if I can, that's what black sheep has always been about is giving motherfuckers a home. You know what I'm saying? And we can all do this
2: together. That's dope. That's dope. This week's episode is sponsored by the design lab at shutter shock and co from logos and business cards to invitations and custom teas. The design lab is your one-stop shop for graphics. The Design Lab is the sole creator for Copacetic merchandise, available now. Use your promo code COPACETIC for 10% off your Copacetic merchandise. Shop now using the link in our bio. Back to the podcast Moving into the next segment The email of the week Remember keep visiting uh, Our website www.thecopacetichour.com To win your free Copacetic merchandise Take a clip Create a clip And post it And on social media Use the hashtag TCH fan of the month To win your free Copacetic hoodie This week For the email of the week Dear TCH, the copacetic hour, me and my man have been together for six months. Long story short, I want to fuck my man and his best friend together, but I don't think he with it. Like, it's not like I want his friend. I just want them both at the same time. What should I say? Is he going to look at me differently just for asking, or should I let it go? By the way, I knew both of them before we started dating. They've always been fine as fuck. If he wanted me or and one of my girls to join in, I wouldn't think about it or think about him negatively. Is it a double standard, or should I just go for it? Please, Copa, car, help me out.
3: She knows her man.
2: Okay, so she's a freak, first of all.
5: <laughs> um, Man, stuff like that, she got to really know her partner, bro. Okay. She got to really know this person that she's dealing with. Um, I feel like if she's still in the stages of being scared to ask something like that, then she know. she's probably not as comfortable with their partner. Because some questions like that, bro, you don't even have to even ask, you can kind of over the years have a conversation with your partner. And if somebody into that, they'll tell you like, if they're comfortable with it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like over the years, you and your girl might, you might have sex talks and yeah, just be yeah. talking about stuff. And it'd it be, it could just fly off the tongue if they like don't have a problem with like threesomes. I know the best friend thing kind of weird because you like, well, damn do you like my best friend or are you just right i don't know that's that's ooh, she don't think
2: nice boy. why you got trust in this nigga bitch
4: yeah <laughs> i got questions yo like honestly like how long to the female who type this like how long until like you know what i'm saying how long does it take for you to consider you know someone a best friend to your man because if that nigga that you trying to get included in this threesome which you was not down you know what i'm saying i could definitely befriend your man and then me and him become best friends <laughs> and then me you and him you know what i'm saying we can minus him and me and you can get it on you know <coughs> what i'm saying if that's which the route you are trying to go so Shit. send another really email.
1: <laughs> right <laughs>
4: send an email to the send an email to the copacetic hour and we can have a copacetic hour Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, feel you know what I'm talking about. Well, Honestly, you should she just...
3: knows her man.
4: Yeah, you should do that's it. That's what I
3: think. I think that she knows her man, and you don't. I mean, if you're just emailing us to email us, then that's cool. But at the same time, you know who you're dating. That's a question. Like Ot said, we've been together long enough now. She said they've been together six months.
2: Yeah, they haven't what? been together
3: long enough. I'm not- they haven't saying. been together long I'm like, I'm I, I feel like she should just be single and live her best life
1: because that's Facts. the time
3: she yeah, like is. I feel like uh, this kind of this kind of goes off of what we were talking about last week. But in real life, there are there are people. Everybody's not traditional. They swing. There are people who like to get it on with other people. Polyamorous, polygamy, yeah. all of that. There, there is mm-hmm. someone who matches your drive, your vibe, and. But if she asked this but And this
0: is not the person you
3: should be doing that with Right, 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 right. Right. no, exactly Exactly. What even in your brain says Let let me ask my man if I can sleep With (laughs) his best friend, like who,
4: like, who thinks... The, this not the one. Yeah. And, hey, she a freak. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna be the... I'm gonna be the villain here and definitely say it's definitely a double standard to this threesome shit. You know what I'm saying? Two women having sex with a man is way different than two men having sex with a woman.
2: It's a bang. You know yeah. It's a bang. I'm
4: gonna, it's a bang. I, uh, I want to make that very clear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I got any
5: women on here like,
4: oh my God, that's a double standard. You can't uh-huh. say
5: that. There's dudes like that, bro. Yeah. I'm saying, but no. Nah, like saying, a double standard, like it just don't happen. With, no, like, I'm saying,
4: I'm saying like the dynamic different. I feel like yeah. if a woman yeah. have sex with two men, that just seemed kind of hoish to me. It's you know a bayang
2: like, Versus like a man <laughs>
4: have sex with two women. It's just a different kind. That's a threesome.
2: Like, but two two yeah. men and a woman is a act. A train. Yeah, it's
4: you know. A so, tray. That's a train. Yeah, that's definitely tray the, the, the little oh, engine that the little engine that could isn't really about a little engine that could. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Actually, a backstory to that.
2: <laughs> so, y- y'all think she tripping? What about you, Dave? What you think, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> what you think, Dave? Man, I'm, a, I'm just gonna be 100. Uh, shit, I'm 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 sex positive in every aspect. But the best friend shit kind of crazy to me. That that part crazy. Yes. Me. Uh, mm, but yeah. I'm like, like I'm gonna go on there, man. So I, I'm I'm like pro sex positive. Like if, if she, shit. I that's all I'm gonna say. nothing. Like
0: but that's all I'm saying.
1: Hey, all say right. shit, <laughs> hey <hi.
2: laughs> up, PG. I ain't running no train, bro. What about you, Denari? <laughs>
6: Man, that it really just sounds like some best man 2020 type shit, bro. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly, she just needs to be single. You know, if you nice. if you're thinking that that way, just be single. Just be the single. fact that you even thinking that way. Why is that? Is, I don't know.
3: Yeah, but that's just
6: yeah. my take. That, that
3: was my whole thing. Why is that even a question? Like, why? Like, did you just pick up and say, "Hmm, let me." let me email this in and ask like hmm, <laughs> my man and his best friend like yeah, best
2: don't know, but
3: you guys i don't want us to i don't want us to make her feel bad because it's not like people don't really be out here fucking who they want to fuck how they want to fuck seriously right so if they want to do it like that do it but you need to find the person Who's right. going to vibe with you? Like That's like me saying, hey, y'all, I like having sex with two girls at the same time with a guy that I watch. You don't want to, like, don't make me feel, no, nah, I'm not saying that's what I like, y'all, but
2: <laughs> I'm <not laughs> but
3: I'm just saying, like, if somebody likes that, they don't necessarily need to be single, but you do need to find somebody who matches you all the time. Like, yeah. she may have a, a, a mentality of, I do want to be in a relationship with my boyfriend, and I hope he likes to have sex with other people, too.
5: Right. Yeah. He should have never it's made. Not, you know, it's, it's, it's could have did that before they got together. Like, feel like it's more likely to happen because you like this ain't my girl, but she want me and my man's to hit. I feel like it's more likely to happen. But yeah, like, yeah. don't get with me, yeah. and then six months later you want some freak nasty That's, shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's only been six
3: months because
5: <laughs> I, I might be nasty, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna be thinking like do this bitch like my friend or like. Yeah. Is what like
3: if this? she want love too? Ot.
4: Tia, who, Tia, you, Tia, you wonderful queen. I'm Come sick. Listen, listen. What, if,
3: what if she want love too? What if she just don't want to get bang at? What if she wants a hug after?
4: Forget what Tia talking about. Shame yeah. on you, bitch. you, <laughs> Dirty. Shame on you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs>
5: don't, so, don't listen to him.
3: Don't no, listen to him, I y'all.
5: I
2: think girl me who wrote personally.
3: Email, don't listen to him.
2: <laughs> it me personally, E, I think she tripped so, I'm going to say, young lady, from the Copacetic right, herself, you're about young lady. Mr. Copacetic <laughs> I'm going to say, I think it's only been six months. So, if you feeling like this with your boyfriend, you don't know him by now to think he would even be into something like that, I think you know that he's not into that. You wouldn't be scared to ask him if he was giving you some vibes that that could even be a thing. So, I feel like you should ask him if that's what you desire because if not, y'all going to break up anyway cuz he's not fulfilling your hmm. your needs. So, but be prepared for the outcome as well. Just because just because yeah. you um there's something that you want that may not be something that he's into. So, although I feel like you should explore your sexual endeavors and everything, be prepared for whatever comes with that as well. All right. second. Man. Write hey, me back this, and let me know what happened.
4: When this come out, uh five, when does come out?
2: So I record ahead of time. This will be on like three weeks. All right, bet. Look, all my niggas listening. Do your math.
4: Your girl got with you six months ago. So if this come out in three weeks, that means you got to look back about seven months. Do the math. That means your bitch want to fuck your best friend. And you got to do some investigation. Shame on you, bitch.
3: He says she
4: already she knew both bitch.
3: of them
0: before she got. Wait, 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 wait. You can't say that. Listen, I'm gonna talk to her really fast, sweetie. You're not ready. <laughs> Just take your time, baby, and fish around, and well, not fish. Never mind, girl. Just be single. <laughs> you belong to
4: the streets now, and I'm first in line. You
0: do, but it's okay. Oh God,
2: first in line. It's all right. It's all right. Mm-hmm.
0: You nasty. Hilarious.
2: You Hilarious. <laughs> who, said, who said that? Don't wish that on me. Like, you gotta quit moving. How you moving? You know that stuff on the streets. <laughs>
0: and,
2: and we ain't talk about the rona. <laughs> yeah. God yeah. damn it. All right, moving into our next segment of the podcast, the last segment, the hood situation. What hood situation? Who hood situation? Why could shit be happening in the hood? Today's hood situation. So earlier I talked to these, my uh, guests, and I got, this was an artist episode, so I got all their favorite Artists of all time And we're going to do a kill or save I got everybody's oh, artists no. And he us up, we're gonna, we're, They're going to choose Who they're going to kill <laughs> fight. Their favorite two artists We're going to choose who they're going to kill Who they're going to save Oh damn! So first up we got OTS So earlier OTS I asked him who his favorite two artists were He said hey I'm representing for Mike and Prince Already know the two legends, the two goats. Now, unfortunately, both of them actually are gone, so it's not gonna be too, it's not gonna be devastating, you know what I'm saying? But, but OTS, (laughs) kill or save who you killing, who you saving, and why? Don't piss me off, (laughs) Ock. Oh man, bro. This is good, right? Yeah, thank Okay. You. Damn. I got to choose between uh-huh. Mike and
0: Prince. I feel like that's
2: a no-brainer. <laughs> man.
5: Oh, my God. I would choose Mike, man. Okay, why? The reason why I would say Mike over Prince is because Mike, man, Mike was dealing with, I know everybody deal with shit, but the way Mike was raised by Joe and all of them, and the way he was raised with his brothers, and then like Mike was like one of the first black mugs that is just like the vitiligo, the whole of the when he lost his skin skin color, vitiligo, yeah, yeah, like I just feel like he for him to be as talented as he was and 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 go through all that, and then the the the, the pedophile allegations and stuff that stuff would make people kill themselves, bro, like. I choose Mike, bro. And then Mike owned, Mike owned Beyonce and all them at a point. He owned half of Sony, bro. Yeah, yeah. He was finna buy that bitch. They got scared, bro. That's probably why he got Mike, bro. Mike, well, That's exactly Mike, why bro. he got killed. because yeah. he owned like, Mike, Mike. owned <laughs> Mariah Carey and them at a point in time. Like, yeah, that's modern day slavery.
4: So, I quote, he said, "Sony is the devil."
5: Yeah,
2: they killed man. Mike was man. What Mike? No, why would you kill Prince though? The purple god, nigga, why would you mm. kill Prince, what, uh, what the fuck? I would kill Prince because <laughs>
6: oh,
5: damn. That ain't even funny, but I probably kill Prince because yeah, this that nigga challenged so
2: crazy. I would just put a clip like I probably just kill Prince because <laughs> Look, I
4: ain't kill Prince. Hold on, wait. Hey, dog. hey hold on. Five, y'all got a a on? Nigga, I, love, I got a wire on. That
2: nigga
5: got a I got a wire on. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, I'll probably kill Prince because this is so funny, bro.
2: Okay.
5: James Brown called, had called them niggas on stage and they had a dance battle.
2: Okay. Like, I remember, that. Called, called I remember him, that. Or uh what's his name? No, uh what I just say. James Brown. Yeah, James Brown called uh he both called of them on Michael stage. Michael Jackson and,
5: and Prince on stage,
2: yep.
5: Mike ain't never been challenged by nobody, nigga. I'm we like, who is this coming up? Right. But Prince showed out. But that's the only reason why I would kill him, because nigga, don't be challenging Mike. What's wrong with you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike fucked him up though. Oh man. But yeah, Mike did, and Mike yeah. won, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah.
5: Prince could just play the guitar. He couldn't dance for real. He did that little. He did all that shit. That wasn't nothing. Ooh, ooh. I'm what done though. Look, man. Hey, what's
4: going on when he did Disrespecting that? Disrespecting Prince lied. like to talk
2: about. He, he only played the lied. guitar, nigga. That's crazy. He's the original purple guy, Prince man. Prince play, <laughs> Prince played all the instruments, bro. That nigga could play yeah. anything. He play everything, everything. Bass. He Big still bass. got music locked away, which Yo, is crazy. All right. So one. this is gonna be a little hard because R.I.P. to this next person. So next up is Keela. and her two favorite arts she chose was Aaliyah and Sierra. Kill or save? Kill or save? Take them off the earth, bring them back to the earth. What you going to do? Kill or save? Ugh.
0: I'm going to kill Sierra.
2: d Why? Why are you killing Sierra?
0: Because, like, Aaliyah and Janet and all of them, they kind of paved the way and made it so Sierras and people like them are able to even be the, the artists that they are, with the dancing and the singing and the costumes and stuff like that. So.
2: Okay. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Next up, we got Tia. Tia chose same same perspective. Take them off the earth, bring them back to the earth. What you doing, killer? Save Whitney Houston or Stevie Wonder?
3: As is, I'm going to keep Stevie alive, and I'm going to keep Whitney where she is. Simply because I feel like, um, I guess this is more of the songwriter in me. Okay. I feel like Stevie wrote half of like my, my my mama and my grandma generation music. Yeah, I feel like he had his hands in uh, all of everything. That. Right. he stayed true to himself as an artist. He was well rounded um, through and through. His entire career, even now, we still have big respect, much love for Stevie. Whitney, it's not like I don't love her and have the same respect for her. But when it comes down to the well-roundedness of an artist and having like that level head and and just really wanting your career to all to continue to feed you, yeah. I don't think that that was that. Well, clearly, that wasn't. So I would keep. I would keep Stevie alive.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Next up, we got we got Luther. I mean, ooh, my bad. We got Denari. Now, this nigga choose niggas <laughs> on. Nigga <laughs> <laughs>
6: we
2: got Denari. I started looking through the Zoom profile. I was like, Luther? <laughs> i
6: looking like, who the fuck is Luther? Luther.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got Denari. Now, Denari chose Luther and Tupac. Two opposite ends of the spectrums. Kill or save? I'm through, man. Have to kill Luther. I ain't gonna lie. You gonna kill Luther Vandross, bro? <laughs> I gotta do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why, bro? Why you gonna kill Luther Vandross? Uh, it, it ain't even impersonal towards Luther. It's just <laughs> hot. Bro, he,
6: aside from him being an artist, he was a he was a black activist. He was an actor. Okay, you know what I'm saying. He didn't pave many ways
2: for rap. Just just imagine if he was here today, nigga. You ain't see Luther okay. and Meteor Man, nigga. What you mean? <laughs> you say what you ain't see Luther mm-hmm. and Medium and Meteor Man, nigga? What you mean, nigga? Man. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, no, no, I hear you. I hear you, right, bro? I hear would've you. Been I hear you. on the
5: front line. Luther ass would have been in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A lot, of, a lot of us probably wouldn't be here
4: Born
5: without Luther Low key was... Shit. Nah, my mama ain't that old
2: <laughs> Mine's not either though man. But yo, Graham, <laughs> the Grams, no, no, the Grams no, though I'm being so serious Grams though Grams probably That's got to go to Luther You know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah everybody love Luther yeah, though Come You know man. what I'm saying yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alright, next up we got Allah Okay, this nigga chose This is pretty good Because these niggas don't like each other he chose Drake and Kanye. Kill or save?
5: Don't piss me off, bro. <laughs>
2: Dude, all right.
4: I got it, bro. I got it. We got to kill Drake. We got to
2: keep Kanye. Whoa. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That was an executive
4: decision. That was hard. Do that. I
0: don't like it. I don't
3: like it. I don't like it. Now like like
4: cool. nah, we got to kill like Drake. I'll tell y'all why, though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, first of all, there wouldn't be a lot of artists that are here without Kanye West. Drake did not put as much influential artists that we have today on. There'd be no J. Cole without Kanye West there will be not a lot of motherfuckers without a Kanye West. Think about all the motherfuckers Kanye West put on, for real, for real. Y'all wouldn't have been listening to Panda all last seven years ago summer without Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? Kanye put a lot of motherfuckers on. He produced a lot of hits for a lot of people. He produced a lot of shit for Jay-Z. Jay-Z probably wouldn't have been as successful without Kanye West. Kanye West put a lot of niggas on. He's, he was more for the culture than Drake was. Drake's a great artist. He made good music, but he did not touch the industry. Like Kanye West has touched the industry. I gotta get over that Trump shit, man. He he got in there. He got some shit. It done. ain't the got, Trump
2: shit, bro. It's the the shit that goes along with the Trump shit. Like
4: what? Like, like what's going on? Sojourner the,
2: Truth. Uh, what did he say about Sojourner Truth, bro?
4: No, he said he said that uh slavery was a choice. Slavery was a know?
2: choice for one. Which all is right, that's a very blanket statement. That's a but, blanket not, but guess statement.
4: what niggas guess what niggas saying online now with all this Hebrew Israelite shit going around?
2: I don't if know nothing at, about Hebrew Israelites. Right. Bro. I
4: mean, fuck the Hebrew Israelite shit. Just look what, what all the fake ass woke niggas saying, right? Right. Fake ass woke niggas be on Facebook like, what? Slavery was a choice when you think about it at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Was it an easy choice? no motherfucker but choice the the word choice what's the definition did you have to really sit there and be a slave you could have chose to die but who's gonna fucking choose that that's what people was mad about it was an insensitive statement it's a factual statement but it's a stupid factual statement
2: because there's a lot of people who aren't here because people really did choose to die facts you know what i'm saying like me
4: myself i can't say what i would do in that situation you know you staring down a gun you know what i'm saying you like look i could live You know, I choose to be live and like, you know, keep my kids safe and my family safe and my my line safe and see how this plays out or I could die trying not to be a slave. For sure, Kanye, we could have, but you weren't there and you went on that fucking flower field picking shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I respected the statement for the face value. I didn't get too deep. I think he said it and he meant what he said. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking it for like the definition of choice. You know what I'm saying? If you was a slave back in the day, five do you have a choice to be a slave or not? At the very end of the day, is it your choice, even if it's out of fear, to stay a slave or not?
2: My grandfather was the last slave to come here in the United States
4: mm-hmm.
2: on the last slave ship to to come to the United States. His That's name, fucking amazing.
4: You know that, by the way. Like, because a lot of that shit was taken a lot of
2: a lot of my history is actually documented because of that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my grandfather built Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So. I have a lot of history in that. So no, knowing that where my family came from, I could say like, it worked out for us. You know what I'm saying? Like it, we actually, he got here, you know what I'm saying? He lost his family back in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Cause his, my grand his grandfather, my great, however many was a general, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like he just got captured. Like they fought, you know what I'm saying? And they got took. And it was, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like they didn't fight to be a slave in the first place.
4: Word. You know what so I'm like saying? So I'm saying like to remain, to remain a slave is not a choice in your eyes.
2: To, to remain. remain. Even if slave. the
4: consequence is death, to remain a slave is not a choice. Technically. Just technically. Technically,
2: it was, If to, it's either kill or save how we're doing now. Yeah, That's exactly. That's what it is. So you Kill or save. So that it would be a choice then.
4: There you go. That's all I took that as. I get the
2: incentive. But his his statement wasn't as profound as we're making it to seem. Word. Yeah,
0: James dressing this up so I'm pretty. not really
2: dressing no, it up. No, Kanye
0: made that comment. It didn't Hold
2: come on. off that way. I'm saying my what I'm not
4: doing is not dressing it up. I'm just taking it for face value. I think pe- the people who are dressing it up are the people who are trying to make it seem like something else. He said what he said. That's the quote, right? He said slavery was a choice. That's it. Nothing else.
2: He said something That's else about it. Sir Turner Truth didn't save black people from slavery. Oh, yeah. That
4: bullshit was some fucking bullshit. Now, that was fucking weird. But that slavery was a choice line is the one I was talking
2: about. Because even that, that is like, is fucking okay, Tech because you could take that as technically, yes. When the black people got led to freedom, the ones who stayed in the United States, quote unquote, where they still had uh like Jim Crow... Um, racism that they had to deal with But they weren't fucking getting their foot chopped off And getting whipped and shit no more They were able to become independent Business owners And have their own family And have their own homes eventually And the ones that went to Canada And went to Caribbeans Even had more than that So the shit that he says just He doesn't put any context behind it Facts And he, so I don't big, think he so fully it understands it Even it.
5: bigger bullshit
2: yeah, it looks like a general
5: statement, but it's definitely
4: I, blanket statements. I just I don't do anything with blanket statements, though. You yeah. can I don't look too much into them. I take them at face value and I leave it there because what can you do with a blanket statement? You can get emos- you can get emotional about it, or and draw your own conclusions. But then at that point, true, you're doing something with a blanket statement you shouldn't be doing because you don't have enough context to go off of. So I take we the- had
3: more than we we had more context that we needed in that TMZ. Um, interview to know what he was saying and where he was going with it and that's why I can't remember the guy's name but he had to call him out for it. I don't know what statement you guys are talking about with the search runner truth yeah. I'm not sure what surge on truth statement he said, but if it was in fact bullshit, then this quote unquote blanket statement that it was 400 years of slavery with choice is even more it's bullshit. It's just like, okay, so what is it that, what is it that you're really trying to say? We had to fucking survive. Now, granted, you guys can dress it up and make it cute and say that it was a, cho- oh, it was a choice for you to sit there. It wasn't a choice for us to leave Africa. It wasn't a choice for us to be here. And it wasn't a choice for us to do any of the things that we were made to do. We were forced to do it or we lost our lives and me just being the spiritual being I am no I'm going to stay here and fight I'm not going to commit suicide yeah I'm going to I may make my couple attempts but death no 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 I'm going to try to stay here and fight throughout it tooth and nail that's just going to be me so I don't think that whole 400 years it's like whatever he said was straight up bullshit now I I respect how you guys are, are making it sound cute but it was bullshit well, to me. Well,
4: later on, just to give the context that he should have gave later on, he did clear up like he was more so talking about remaining. He was talking about the very technical point, which is I was why I'm talking the way I'm talking now, was that yo to remain a slave at that time, you know what I'm it's saying it's a mindset. You did have life or death, and it was a mindset instilled upon you. You know what I'm saying. Again, I agree with Tia, you speaking too lightly on something that you wasn't experiencing 400 fucking
2: years and ago. And that he obviously Kanye. doesn't know enough about to be speaking Yeah, like
4: Kanye that. West, I would like to see what you do with a shotgun pointed at you, and it's live or die, you know what I'm saying? We'll see how your choice is panning out, Facts. you know what I'm saying? So again, I do see the ignorance behind the statement. I was just saying, like, I was taking it at the face value, you know what I'm saying? And saying, like, the
2: context was what I heard, that's it, based
4: off what he said. Y'all can move on from me now.
2: I'm sorry. Just talking like we talk. We was talking about R. Kelly and shit. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly though, them niggas is toxic in the community. Goodness gracious. Hey, <laughs> All right, so, so Bree, Bree, Bree chose Killer Die. She chose Brandy and Erica Badu. Ooh, Brandy
3: gotta go. Brandy, you killing?
2: You killing? Brandy gotta Brandy. go. I'm sorry.
3: Ooh. Brandy has to go because like if you just think about think about it, like Brandy vocally, she's a beast. But if you think about like her influence on music in general, Erica Badu has more of a presence. Um, like even if you just think at the at the latest verses, the one with her and Jill Scott versus the one with Brandy and Monica, like uh Erica Badu and Jill Scott, like that was like the highest views that verses that ever got, like right. for a while. Like so many people and like her reach spans so many generations. So Brandy would
2: have to go. Yes, man. I hear that.
1: I, I hear do that. Agree. Bye, Brandy. We miss you.
2: Bye. Bye, <laughs> right. I agree. Dave. Dave chose two goats, in my opinion. Dave chose Stevie Wonder and Joe. Who you killing off? Joe from Joe from Ben Harbor, Joe. <laughs> Joe from Ben Harbor. Joe <laughs> Thomas, you. baby. What you mean? I wanna know more and more. Listen. Up until you just said my name, it was I was gonna i was gonna have to let Stevie go. Uh, that's just how I feel about Joe, though. Like I'm, I love I, Joe, bro. I'm I you. study his, I got like every song he ever put out. I study his catalog. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of had Joe above him because I I put on Joe right now, like yeah, and ride in my car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Only reason I'm going with Stevie, I'm talking about just like one A one B. Okay. Only reason I'm, I'm saving Stevie is because of his influence and. His ability to play every instrument while being blind, uh, he still can blow. Like he, he still got vocals. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, like, I feel bad, about not even picking Joe right now. That's how. That's how serious it is. Facts. Come on. So, what Joe we talking about? Joe, the I want to know. He's a He's Joe from Ben Harbor?
1: He
2: is. I didn't know that, bro. Real talk. Two six nine, nigga. I didn't know Joe. No. From yeah, I'm about to look. Uh, I think he playing with him <laughs> I don't think we are talking about two different people, Harvard, bro. bro. No, he He, ain't, he ain't from. Uh, he can't be from, Harbor. I mean, from Ben. He Har- kind of looks like he's from ben Harbor. Well, damn, what
0: do niggas <laughs> from Ben Harbor look like? He's kind
2: of the No, he was. He, he was born in Georgia. No, he was born in Alabama. He live in Harbor, bro. He was raised in Opelika, Opelika, <laughs> Alabama. I was just about to say, he's from what? Alabama. Re- relocated yeah. to New Jersey. bro. Oh, hell no. I thought that nigga was Ock, your family's been lying. <laughs> Ock, your family was lying to Yeah, me, I man. don't know that's who funny. told you that. You know, I used to date Joe
5: back man. in the day, nephew.
6: Exactly <laughs> what, that's
5: exactly what that was, five. <laughs> Y'all yeah, knew Joe way back in the hey, day, bro. He's from
2: Alabama. Nah, he's He's from Opelika, Alabama. <laughs> I, you know, I used to date Joe back in the day, nephew. OTS tweaking. He used to be singing to me in the lunchroom and everything. That nigga was like, damn, for real. Damn. I gave Joe a lineup. He was right here.
5: Damn, stop playing.
2: That's funny. That's funny.
5: Oh, maybe. Oh,
2: never mind. Ain't
5: St. Joe, ain't St. Joe by Ben Harbor? Yes, <laughs> nigga, the on, city, bro, <laughs> what
2: are you talking about? Bro, <laughs> well, what are you talking about, bro?
5: That's probably where I got the Joe was I from guess. here, because St. Joe what? is by Ben Harbor. Yes.
2: And no. St. Joe.
5: Can we cut this
2: part out? No. That's what <laughs> I'm in, in,
4: in a big amount of the slavery conversation, too, because that was <laughs> one as his
2: head. Over. Yeah, that's
5: like, that Kanye, kind of, you, you went more, it more got than, real than t- that. Shit, it was
0: it, personal.
5: It was personal, that. right, yeah. Who said that? Yeah, uh, man, because so I can roast you. Yeah, <laughs> we all hear from the result of slaves. That's crazy Facts. to me. Nuts. Yeah, all of our history
2: time. And
4: we don't know who was a slave, somebody Your great-grandfather great right? could have owned a bank if it wasn't for but, white for slavery. Five, yeah. five, though,
2: five. Ain't you Hispanic, too, though? Yeah, nigga? I am Hispanic as well. Yeah, yeah. That's my dad's side, though. I don't know where them niggas but that's, from.
5: But that's crazy, too, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
5: Ain't that Afro Latino? Ain't that Yeah,
2: Afro-Latino? I'm a I'm an Afro Latina. Yeah, La- Latino. I'm sorry. Yeah. A what?
5: Yeah.
2: No. You know. <laughs> I'm an Afro latino all day. <laughs> it's funny because like I didn't grow up with my black family. I grew up with my Mexican grandma. So like. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Oh wow. I grew up with my Mexican grandma. My, Why? My black family came and visit because yeah. they lived in Battle Creek. That's crazy. My grandma tell lives Oc, in Battle Creek. Uh,
4: can you tell Ak that Joe is not from Ben Harbor in Spanish right now?
2: I cannot. I can't speak a lick of Spanish, bro. It's so crazy. My, brother's oh. can, my brother can speak Spanish, but I can't. My dad can speak it, too, but I can't. Oh, wow. Me and my uncle is uh, Spanish illiterate. Yo, dad, <laughs> it's crazy
5: because your dad looked Mexican, but you look like your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Y'all do. got the, like, I
2: don't know. We got the same face, but he light-skinned. Ain't
5: you the fifth? You the fifth though, right? he
2: the fourth. Yeah. Damn.
6: Yeah,
5: yeah. I would like for my family to do something like that, but they'll probably get tired after the third.
2: (laughs) So go ahead, end the podcast. There we almost at two hours and twenty minutes. You know what I'm saying? Damn, we love
3: each other, huh?
4: (laughs) You'll say about forty five if you cut my shit.
2: Go ahead and tell them what y'all got going on. Anything y'all promoting. Anything that's coming up for y'all being artists. Go ahead and promote yourself. You get about a thousand listens an episode. Let them know so they can support.
5: I'll pop it up. Um, uh, if anybody can or want to, God willing, uh, follow the um, Far Rock Records Instagram page. Uh, we just got an Instagram for the label right now. Uh, no, I'm lying. You can go to Facebook. If anybody is on Facebook, follow the Far Rock label page. Um, if you want to follow me personally and support or even watch what I got going on, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, um, at free underscore OTS. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's pretty go much it. Oh, the studio, the studio, I'm sorry. The studio also is one 131 Collective Studios. Located at uh 131 Grand Trunk. If you ever if you're ever in Battle Creek and in need of an engineer or any other multimedia purposes, we got photographers. We got we. They also run a podcast there too, and we got a produ uh producer suite for everybody that make beats. Like we got the whole setup already. So 131 Collective Studios. Um, as far as what I got going on, I'm just managing my art um, uh micromanaging my artists right now, and I'm just trying to make sure uh. Like all their needs is met. Their uh, treatments is done for videos that we get uh, shot and that um, they're comfortable because I don't want to be the next death row. Facts.
2: Go ahead and support. (laughs) Go ahead and support.
3: Uh, I'm Tia, you guys. Tia Taylor. Streaming everywhere is center of attention. Um, I do have a single out. So it's on Apple, Spotify title. Go rock with that, please, because that's like my shit. But I also have an EP coming out December 12th. It's called Hashtag Your Favorite X. Once again, that's Hashtag Your Favorite X. That is my EP. So you guys can follow me. I followed a couple of you already. I followed OT, Ila Makila, Bree. I need David and Denari. I need you guys. But um, I followed you guys. Follow me back. I love support and support me. That's pretty much all I got going on right now. I got an
2: EP coming out and I got a single already out. So yeah. Facts. Hit her up. Support. You can find me on Instagram at, uh, at worldwide underscore Dave. Um, my single first section is out streaming on all platforms. So that's D A V E. Um, and that's uh, first section and I will be, uh, I'm actually currently working on my EP right now. Uh, it's still in the air when it will be released. So, yeah. Hit them up. Go ahead and support.
3: All right, everybody, you can follow me on all social media at Bravely Songbird. I am have a couple features out right now. I am currently, finally, thank the Lord Jesus, I am finally working on an EP. So, um, <laughs> the lyrics, I've got, like, majority of the songs that I want to do. So, um, I'm proud of myself for that. And we just going to see what happens. And
2: thank y'all. Facts. Facts. Make sure y'all follow me
6: on Instagram. I am the revival. Tap in with In-House Studios. Follow us on Instagram. In-House Studios underscore. Recording, mixer, mastering, music production. Tap in. The link in my bio. Facts.
0: I'm um, Keela. You, can, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Keela. Twitter, same thing. Um... Right now, I'm currently working on a project in a cosmetic line um, that'll be dropping sometime next year. Um, Song, i music coming out. I mean, I don't have music coming out, but I have music out. So subscribe to my YouTube, Keela. Yeah, set.
2: Facts.
4: Hit her up. Support. Support. It's your boy Allah, man. You already know, like sheep. Uh, follow me on Instagram. The Allah. Uh, the Allah. Um, I'm working on a lot of stuff You'll see it once you follow me on the page I ain't gonna waste your
2: time Facts, hit them up, hit them up, support And I am your host 5 You can catch me at my Instagram At notorious underscore B-I-G underscore E Or hit up the podcast Instagram At The Copacetic Hour Or the podcast Twitter Copacetic Hour Or keep visiting our website www.thecopacetichour.com Calm. We're gonna leave you with our mantra. Please protect your peace, secure your wealth, and define your destiny. This is the copacetic hour. Peace to the copacetic hour.
0: This is the copacetic hour. Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill?